0: I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now, and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore!
1: Movie Suntastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. and become a part of the show. Because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it.
0: You're listening to Movie
1: Sucktastic. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ha ha ha
1: you can all go fuck yourselves we'll do it live we'll do it live fuck it do it live I can, i'll write it and we'll do it live fucking thing sucks
0: hello, uh-huh. Welcome hello. To the
1: almost movie sucktastic episode that didn't happen yeah, thanks, thanks to weird uh, problems with Skype for the first half hour there, but everything's yeah, running smoothly now. Kind of weird. I'm Let sitting here waiting. my volume, I'm sorry. I'm sitting here I'm waiting sitting. to hear Joey call, and Joey keeps calling and calling, and there's no answer because I can't hear anything. But everything's working smooth now, and we're back for a truncated uh, episode of Movie Sucktastic. We're doing a special, we're skipping That's the... Right. We're skipping the challenges we gave last week, which we're going to have uh, Chris Wolner sitting in on as a guest host, the BMX Bandits RAD, and Rad. That's right. But we're we're jumping in instead to do a a quick little short presidential uh, political episode because we're going to be doing our Strangers in a Strange Land coverage of the Republican National Convention uh, just after. And we're we're so psyched for that that we couldn't even concentrate on real films. We had to go to political films. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, I mean, and when I say political films, I mean films with any kind of politics in it or uh I think a discussion of films with uh, our favorite president president uh president films uh, filmic presidents or something, however way you want to phrase that, presidents portrayed in films. Yeah, um I mean, is it strictly presidential political no. type films? No. No, anything I mean, like that, Anything that involves, like, like Network is a perfect example, because it involves politics, it involves how the media deals with politics, politics are a big part of the discussion, uh, and and the corruption of politics by media is in there as well. So that counts. Okay, Definitely. Good. Well, it, I mean, it, like,
0: we could talk about films like, say, Good Night and Good Luck. That would fall into it as well.
1: Yeah, but, but it doesn't have to be so specific. It could be anything that has, like, a corrupt politician in it, if you want to bring that in, you know?
0: Oh, we could talk about Brazil, then. It was about the, the, you know, kind of like the degradation of society, you know, where it's like the population is just uh, it it was one of the things that I always found interesting about Brazil was that it's supposed to be a futuristic type film. And it's everything is in the future, but everything is so set like set backwards like in order to make a phone call, you are literally like the operator where you're plugging in wires and then you make a phone call. You know? Well, We're that at... was No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say and and at the time the technology that we had is the, still the same that we had since the 50s. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's a landline, pick up a phone, you rotary or touch tone and you're done. I just always thought that was interesting about that movie about how it's a both they have everything that we have but it's way more difficult.
1: Well, that was part of the thing that Gilliam was doing. There was uh, like the whole thing with the ducts, for example, how they just had ducts going everywhere. You had the fancy restaurant, and it was, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, it was he would see some of this architecture in, in in countries where literally they would just knock a hole in the wall, put a pipe or a duct through, and that right. was it. There was no attempt to cover it. And you look back at you know ancient architecture, and you know just uh, elaborate designs done and everything, and and how architecture uh, hid. Modern conveniences that they had at the time, and we got to such a utilitarian place where uh, aesthetics are second place, and you're really just dumping stuff everywhere. And then, of course, you have the the um, the red tape, the convolution of uh, business where everything just becomes so so convoluted that you know the whole thing with the uh, plumber, the repairman. Oh, De Niro, yeah, De Niro as the repairman is the fact that you can't get anything done unless you just buck the system, and it's about how the system uh eventually prevents stuff from being achieved as opposed to guiding us, you know with right. the system the system becomes self-sustaining and everything else is just an inconvenience. in the fact yeah Under- understandable yeah, no, I, I agree with you it, 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 in Brazil's a perfect example. I mean you have a lot of films that make political uh statements even indirectly uh we could bring up wisdom if you wanted to do that. Wisdom there's a film called Wisdom. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's called Wisdom. That's the one with uh. No, I, I mean I'm not saying you're wrong. I just per I've personally never heard of that. Uh, not uh, Emilio Estevez. The one where he's the bank robber. Uh, I gotta look it up. Uh, <laughs> Wisdom. No one remembers. We we actually brought this up uh, like like a year ago on the show too, and you and we, I, I got the same response from you. He he plays this kid who who you uh, got arrested once. He's a smart kid, top of his class, but he can't get a job. But no one will hire him because he's it's, a context. It's not the
0: film that was then. This is now. That's a different movie you're thinking of. Oh, different movie. Wisdom. This was like, this was
1: like after I uh, I think it was Breakfast after. Is, oh, way after that. Oh yeah, this here it he is. Wisdom,
0: 1987. What's yeah, it no was right did. after he did Maximum Overdrive.
1: <laughs> this was like the end of his career, basically. Um, as far as far that time, as far as that, time period, as far as that I,
0: wouldn't, time I wouldn't go about the end of his career.
1: That I, the I think
0: story. Freejack was the end of his career.
1: Okay, you know you're right. Thank you. Now Freejack, you know wisdom, you don't. Everyone wow. forgot about wisdom. And well, Freejack
0: so- was supposed to be a summer blockbuster that just went awfully wrong. It just, yeah. you know, I that that came here. I'll look it up. I think that was a July release or a June release. Oh, I could care less if it was a July release. Never mind. It was a January <laughs> release. What? Oh, holy
1: shit! I didn't know that was a January release. But well, my point is, with wisdom, you can say the same thing because it's never about mind. how society prevents him from getting a decent job, so he becomes a bank robber, uh, and he's robbing. Uh... Oh, I know the box. I've seen this box. You've seen the movie. I'm. i never. I don't think I've ever seen the movie, but I know the box. I smell a future challenge, sir. Because. Oh man. I love the ending. <laughs> Five point two. I am. I really got that high. I'm surprised. <laughs> Just nobody Moore, remembers? Emilio somebody.
0: Estevez, Tom Skerritt, uh, Veronica Cartwright. Got some names in there. Charlie I really Sheen. don't remember. City Burger Manager. <laughs> did Emilio Estevez direct it? Of course he did. That's why his brother Charlie's in it. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Silly Wisdom. Doc. Nah, you know what? We might have... I think you're right.
1: I do vaguely remember us talking about it and me saying, I've never heard of that. See, I've been here before, but my point is yeah, any kind of films that have a political bet. Now, my political film that I have to drag out every election year is Bullworth. Oh, yeah, sure, with uh, Warren Beatty. And?
0: Uh, What's his face? Um,
1: No, um,
0: Halle Berry. Oh, I thought you were actually talking about the other guy.
1: Um, Oliver Platt. Oh, Platt, oh. No, yeah, he's in it too. But I mean Halle Berry's in ha- it. Halle Berry, yes, she is. She plays uh the hot like black a... chick.
0: But she's almost uh tomboyish. She's not dressing all sexy in that.
1: Yes, she is. Go back and um, watch the film again, sir. Just because she had some... the... I'm
0: thinking of somebody else then maybe.
1: Just cause <laughs> she had I'm jeans thinking? on at
0: one point. Oh, uh, wait a minute. I'm thinking yeah. of somebody else. Uh when he does the whole rap. I think there's a, a tomboyish black woman. Are
1: you sure? women who aren't there are, there are two other black women who aren't Halle Berry uh, yeah. as well that pal around with her. And maybe you're thinking of one of them. I but did Halle- a search
0: for, for Bullworth on IMDb, and The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle comes
1: up. That makes what perfect sense. What the fuck sense. is that all about? Did you use what? one L or two? One L. okay. Well, it's *Bullwinkle*. That makes perfect sense. Whatever. But Bullworth is my go-to film because it just reminds me of just like uh, I think it's the it's it's the perfect film embodiment of the way I would want a change in politics. It's my revolution film, so to speak. I mean, I love *Network*, but that's not really politics. It's more media. There's some politics involved. Uh, but it's my favorite political movie. I've seen I've seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen this in a long time. This really? I watched every election. I almost watched it last night, but I was too busy. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. I've, I've got it. It's, it's in my uh, DVD drive right now, actually. Nominated for one Oscar
0: for best writing, screenplay written directly for the screen. So best, best original screenplay. Right, best original screenplay.
1: It got nominated and it lost.
0: It doesn't say who one, won
1: though. I don't want to know who won. I'll be upset. <laughs> but I mean it it's it's you know about Jay Bulworth or uh what's, you you got IMDb up in front of you what's the name of the character I almost said Jim J Bullock but that's not that's Shakespeare
0: some... in love won that year
1: <sighs> Shakespeare in love won fucking
0: everything that year actually most... it didn't saving private Ryan and Shakespeare in love kind of split the awards that year
1: Ooh, oh, all well, the oh, way
0: down all the way down until the last second spielberg got best director then everyone is including myself truly expecting saving private ryan to win best picture and then they call shakespeare in love and the whole goddamn cast stands up and looks at each other in in disbelief like what the fuck just happened
1: two and it's another one overrated- of those
0: situations where the wrong movie won I two of the most not-
1: overrated two of the most overrated films of that year both sweeping the Oscars together. I'll give you one of the most overrated, as in Dude. Shakespeare in Love. Now, I'm not
0: getting into this again. I get into this with my wife constantly about this goddamn movie. Which one? Shakespeare in Love.
1: Oh, and I... Oh, yeah. Mary
0: walked I, out of the theater crying when we went to go see Saving Private Ryan. I told that story woman. on the show.
1: She, she's a woman.
0: <laughs> she That's wanted to go. She wanted to go see it because she's a history major. And then about halfway through the film, she gets up and leaves. And I'm like, Good I told this story. I've told this story, and I'm like, should I get up and leave, too? Because I'm really enjoying this movie.
1: <laughs> and, how long had you, you been married at that point?
0: Uh, we weren't. We were just dating. That was the you first summer, we, first summer we were dating. Her. Then should've you should have left with her. Well, I'm still with her, so apparently uh, I did all right. Did you get right. up and leave with her? No. You should have. I stayed <laughs> and watched the film.
1: <laughs> bad, 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 bad.
0: No, it's not bad. Because when she gets up and she leaves, she's I mean, crying, she, and I'm like, "Should I really? Should I get up and leave?" And I'm like, just saying to myself, "But I'm really enjoying the movie." Yeah, because and more she fun got fun up. More. She got up and left right before they they met up with Matt Damon, right uh, before uh. they went into the final battle in the in the in the film. Oh, and right before I got good. Eat my balls. Anyway, um, so yeah, she got up and left, and I stayed. I don't
1: regret it. Was she in the <sighs> lobby when you were done? I mean, uh, she, no, she, she, did, at, she, she did come back. Oh, she did come back. You're lucky. She did come back. Well, you well, probably have the keys.
0: I probably no, I didn't drive. I, that was a summer I didn't have my license. Ooh,
1: okay. <laughs> That's a whole other
0: story. Horrible. And you know what? It's not for for anything serious. You want to talk about politics? All right, I'll tell that story real quick. This whole country, including the state of New Jersey, specifically the state of New Jersey, is just based on money. It's based on how much money they can get out of you. And what happened was our wonderful post office, who has gotten better in recent years, hold wasn't on, so hold good. On, hold on. What?
1: Is this about movies? Um, you may want to curb this one we're doing a short episode. I don't mean to cut should you I, off should on I, Should I save it
0: for Strangers? I, it was just in
1: the moment, which you've now I'm, ruined. But that's so okay. I, 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 I'm, only, I'm only interrupting you because we're doing a short movie, such, tastic to get to Strangers. And I'd hate to, to divert away from films until we get there. Okay. Sorry. I, I, you know, I usually don't do that to you. But I'm this just trying to fine. keep us on track for a yeah, tight yeah, like little interrupting half me hour. last week when I wanted to talk about the Obama movie. Well, that's different. That was because we were just on a roll with something else, and I, and I wanted to get your wow. opinion on something. That was, you know... I interjected. Was... I thought at a good time, but apparently it wasn't. Well, just... well. Anyway. More more movies? That uh, was favorite also presidents. for strangers. Favorite what? Favorite presidents in films.
0: Favorite presidents in films?
1: Yeah. Not necessarily. Fictional ones, too.
0: <sighs> you know what? Nothing comes to mind for me other than M- Michael Douglas when he was in that the uh, that fucking movie with uh, what's her face Warren Beatty's wife actually. Um, what the hell was that one called?
1: Warren Beatty's one...
0: wife. Yeah, Warren Beatty, his re- okay. his his real wife. She's an actress. I forget the fucking name because uh huh I, I don't care that much. What 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 movie would this be, sir? Um I'm going to look it up, but it's uh oh fuck, it's called the president's something. President's girlfriend, the president's wife? No. The president's me write... men? Yes, that's what it is.
1: Dude, first what? of all, the the best president in a film ever. I know is... I'm going
0: to I'm going to agree with you when you say it. I just can't think of it.
1: Martin Sheen as the future president in The Dead Zone. In the t- <laughs> yeah, and I, that's the best holding the baby up. Best Republican president ever. <laughs> and I still say that the char- the president he plays in The West Wing, is the same person. They just haven't. Uh, gotten yeah, I think before. I
0: think you said that. You had yes, yes, you had left voicemail for another show, and you had mentioned it. It was quite funny. Uh, the Michael Douglas film is the American President with Annette Bening. Annette that's what he is... dates
1: her. Whatever. It's a chick movie. That that's the whole thing of that. Is I like, oh,
0: hold the, on a second. I, the I said the goes only on a thi- date. <sighs> the I said the only thing I can think of, and I couldn't even remember the name of it. So that's how much I was thinking about it. Was so that the- fuck? And I think my exact words were that movie with Michael Douglas, where he dates uh, Warren Beatty's wife.
1: No, you didn't say date. You just said with Warren Beatty's wife. Date sees, has sex with. with. It's all the same. With. Whatever. It's the one where the president goes on a date and that's the big deal. Well, you might as well just you might as well just mention Dave. Dave, you could do Dave.
0: Although Dave, is better than the American president.
1: That's my point. I mean that 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 would be. <laughs> what what about the black president? The uh, the black cross-eyed ex-boxer oh, president? No, the one from uh, Fifth Element. <laughs> uh, tiny tom lister jr yeah uh-huh
0: <laughs> sure oh i thought sometimes you were right
1: i get sometimes i get the menstrual cramps real hard <laughs> not the same guy but still funny i know but
0: it's still, still big big scary black guy so it counts big scary black guys president back when they were doing that in films where they you know they would kind of make it different by having a black president and now it's can't do that anymore With that old wheeze. Yeah. You you can't, can't, if you do the black president, it's just okay. It's black president. Whereas before, it's like, oh, he's a black president. I know where you're going with this. I see what you're doing. And now it's like, okay.
1: Like Morgan Freeman in uh, Deep Impact. Deep Impact. I was going to bring it up next. Yes. See, there you go. Black president, the world ends. Rest my case. (laughs) Fifth element, black president, universal almost ends. Rest my case. So what are you trying to say? Are, you, say, are, you, try,
0: are uh, you trying to say we're doomed?
1: Well, the, that, that everyone that's should the, vote for Mitt Romney? Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying we should vote for Mitt Romney because otherwise a, a, a meteor is going to destroy the Earth and Bruce Willis is going to make out in a, in a pyramid. Mm. I don't I mean, know which not? one's worse, but. <laughs> and you mentioned the Chris Rock film, too. Uh, head, of uh, state. head of State. Of state. Now, yeah. what's the funniest thing about that film is that Obama gets elected and it gets like no play. Yeah, like no one brings that film up as the film about if a, if a president, because half of the jokes in it were about him getting shot because he was the first black president. <laughs> I love that one show where it was just like, "Oh, first black president," eh? and it cuts to him going, "Da da da da," which was funny then, but now it's kind of like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Especially well, since considering- they just
0: considering, him- I right. <laughs> they just caught people that were attempting to do that.
1: <sighs> I I have a quote here that says, uh, later on in the interview, he said, if I thought it was possible, I don't think I'd have made the movie quite that silly. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, and how long ago was that? Was it 90-something? Uh, uh, that one? The 90s? Mid-90s, I think? Mid-90s? No, 2003. What the fuck? I'm so off. No, no, yeah, 2003, it was in 2003, it was after the money, so Jesus 10 Christ. years ago, even just 10 years ago, you know, I'll tell you, one of our that, leading black communities was like, that shit ain't gonna happen,
0: <laughs> you're right, it is 2003, uh, you know, I'm right. and I'll tell, I'll tell you something, back in the day, I could tell you the fucking month that shit came out, but starting a family, owning a house... Oh, stop Kids. with your excuse. Just I'm telling you, got you I, I don't have game anymore when it comes to that shit. Just I, just, you I, I, I don't. About the only thing I can still do is is uh, being able to tell you the movie by listening to movie quotes blindly.
1: Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's a given. But, well, uh, you know, than,
0: it's harder than you think.
1: Not blaming your children just because you. you know. I'm blaming my children. I'm just blaming of not having time anymore. Now, who else, who else, who else played a, a president that dies in the film? Uh, Jack Nicholson. In? Come on. Jack Nicholson? a president in the United States. You're hurting my feelings on this one. Mars Attacks?
0: Oh, that's right. He played like three people in that. Hey, one
1: of them was the president of the United one States. One of them
0: was the president. One was some cowboy hillbilly. I don't remember that. So I saw that movie once, in the theater, with Gerard. I saw it maybe twice. And Chris, I believe. I believe we both saw
1: that. Ugh. It's actually more fun talking about the fictional presidents than the real ones. Well, of course. I mean, who, who wants to talk about, uh, you know, the W movie? You know... Nobody... I mean, the...
0: If you want to talk about a like an extremely recent film, that movie, The Campaign, with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. Oh. Now, oh. of course, oh. the trailers for that attempt to make it look like it's the funniest thing you've ever seen. Now. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's the whole what they do but, every time.
1: Yeah, well, that's what you do with a comedy. That's the big selling point. Right. It's Well, my wife. You don't make a, tra- ju- a trailer for see a see comedy. You don't make a trailer for a comedy. and not, point every, out how-
0: not every trailer for every comedy is just
1: laugh after laugh after laugh. I mean, they, they throw some something in there. Are you criticizing a trailer for a comedy for being too funny? mm Or no, trying just, to be too funny?
0: No, I'm just saying you're saying that's what they do, and I say that's not what they do every time.
1: You can't fault them for it.
0: I'm not. You really are. <laughs> I'm really not. See, this is why we need to start our, our two and a half minutes they're, bit.
1: They're always they're always doing this thing with the making comedies trailers funny. we got to do our two and a half minutes at some
0: point. I really <laughs> want to do that. There's new trailers every single week. It would be such an easy bit to do. What, what were you saying about the trailer, though? What I'm saying is my wife just recently went to go see it. And she comes yeah. back to me and she goes, you know, it wasn't as funny as the trailer made it out to be. Thank you. Okay. You didn't have to go spend 12 bucks to go see it. I could have told you, I not I didn't, could have told you, I did tell her that before she went to go see it. I said, it looks like Will Ferrell's doing George W. Bush and Zach Galifianakis is doing, Um, he has a a, a character that he does sometimes in his yeah. comedy specials. He was mm-hmm. just doing that, that guy.
1: Right. That's all it was. Even I recognize that and I'm not like a, a rabid follower of his. I was like, oh, it's that right. guy.
0: I saw one yeah. comedy special of his, and that character was in it so I mean don't get me wrong I think the character is funny in a comedy special but not for a two hour movie
1: well it's, it's one of those trailers too where they, they just go they they go for the controversial punch too I mean, well literally because they what the, part of the trailer is him punching a baby right and, and then big yeah. oh you know everybody's upset that I punched a baby so, okay it's funny don't don't get me wrong punching a baby's funny <laughs> yeah but when you throw that in the trailer, it's just like, all right, you're, you're really put. You're just trying to give us the outrageousness now. I mean, now like now, when Anchorman came out, I don't think they really pushed anything outrageous in the trailers. They just pushed the the comedy of the the subject matter. Yeah, and all all the outrageous stuff. There's outrageous humor in the movie, but they didn't have to put it out. When you have to put the most outrageous joke on the cover, then you're hiding that. There's not much else in there. Again, it's like that hit and run movie where the whole movie is is about the uh, "I was raped in in prison" running gag. It's like the whole trailer. So, well, what else have you got to offer me besides "I was raped in prison"? (laughs) 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 Hmm.
0: So, I mean, uh, so there's that. Uh, There's tons. Obviously, there's tons of political films, whether it's presidential or just politics in general and there's you could talk about just about almost anything and you know get the same result like i have a list in front of me like for instance we could talk about traffic it's political in the sense that it deals with you know drugs human trafficking things of that nature so it just and i know when you made the post and you said it's not going to be as boring as it sounds first thing i thought <laughs> of is yes it is Yes, what about
1: Time Cop? Time Cop's political. You got a you have a crooked politician manipulating the Time Police Bureau.
0: Ron Silver, that's, yeah.
1: That's political, yeah. Ron Silver is an evil politician, and Claude Van Dam is trying to stop them because he's a, a cop who goes through time. <laughs> All plausible, that's, sure. That's 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 as political as some of the people I know get. Hey. And, and I, I don't fault them for that. I think it's a a, a a wonderful place to... Oh, fucking... If you hear me scream, it's because a cat's clawing my legs off. All right. <laughs> <sighs> animals. Um, did you ever see the movie Siriana? That's the one with George Clooney? Matt Damon? No. It's on my list. You know what? I have a whole list of George Clooney and, um, and uh, Ben Affleck films that right. I have to see, but I didn't watch because they looked boring. But they're sh- they're still good. Siriana's on that list. The good of, uh, the,
0: is that movie, boring, but, but good. good.
1: It's like those and those films, like the camp or like the other one, the other campaign one that came out re recently. Where it was about the the person running for president, and it's all about behind the scenes campaign stuff. So, oh, it looks interesting, but it looks as boring as shit. Just like uh, what, again, anything better? Soldier, Soldier
0: Spy, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, uh, yeah. The, Gary Oldman film. Mm-hmm. Another movie. Boring but good. Right, and so I started to I, watch it, couldn't finish it in first sitting. I was just nodding off. I just
1: What's that other one? The, the good the good American, the quiet American, the George Clooney one? Oh, The American. I mean, no, just it's called the, the American. American. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Quiet American, Angry American, the American. I, I still haven't. Are you sure it's just the American? I thought it was like the Angry American or something. I'm pretty sure I'll look it up, but I'm pretty no, sure I'll, it's the I'll, American. I'll look, that up. I'll look that up while you keep talking. But uh, okay. I, that's another one where it, just, it looked good, but yeah, it looks very understated. Well, anyway, you know, to continue with Siriana, it's that that is one of those films that
0: you really, really have to pay attention to where you get lost real quick. Uh-huh. I'm watching the movie and things are happening and i'm just saying to myself what the fuck is going on because it it does it jumps around and i i have to admit i had to watch it a second time you know and even after a second time i'm i'm just you you get kind of lost i think the the producers of the film were quoted at the time when it was released cuz it was you know uh up for for some awards I I think Mm -hmm. Golden Globes, but not Oscars. And the producers were as quoted saying, yeah, it's a little hard to follow. (laughs) And these are the producers of the movie.
1: Oh, you know what? You know what occurs to me as I'm looking through this? George Clooney is like, a third of his film career is good movies that are too boring to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking up here, and the first thing I hit was looking up the, uh, you're right, this is The American. But if you go backwards from that, uh, he, he was in the Ides of March, which is the one I just mentioned, the political film from last year. Mm-hmm. Another one that he's like, oh, it looks good, but I can't bear to sit through it. Uh, then you go back, and he was in uh, Michael Clayton, which I love, but still oh, slow yeah. film. Uh, then go back a couple well, more. Well, that's one the- of those
0: slow films that I think works.
1: Oh, no. It, and I'm not saying they don't work. I'm just saying you avoid them because they look slow. It's like, do I really want to sit in two hours in the theater for this? Uh, the yeah. Good German not only looks boring and slow, but it's black and white, too. That's a knock against you. And then Syriana, Siri, good night and good luck, people talking for two hours. That's pretty boring. Yeah. Even sc- scroll back further, Solaris.
0: Oh, so, God, the remake of the equally boring Russian film. Have you ever seen the original? Yo, yes, I have.
1: Without the George Clooney film
0: is a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> a little.
1: A little. A <laughs> little. <laughs> I sat through Solaris because I read about it in one of my film books. Like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I did, for some reason, I wasn't fast-forwarding. I was just sitting there watching it. And that Solaris is the epitome of the George Clooney interesting but slow film. Yep. It's just, and it's hard to follow, not because it's complicated, but because you you knew you, not out and missed a few things that happened in it. Sure. I mean, you could sum up the entire film of Solaris in a short story. Which I think a, no was a book. Never mind. Was it based but on you, a book? Uh, is it a book sure or a short a story? Book. I think. I think I read. Hmm. I'm, I don't. I forget if it was a book or a short story because I thought I read it. I think it was a short story. Oh, was it? I feel stupid now. I'll look it up. That's okay. Because you, uh,
0: let's let's move on from Siriana. Oh,
1: move on. I wasn't even talking about Siriana.
0: Oh well, <laughs> I just figured I'd bring it up because it's one of those films that is good. But extremely slow and definitely, I think can require more than one viewing to, to well, fully get it.
1: And speaking of uh, interesting slow films uh, with Ben Affleck or George Clooney, what's that new one for Ben Affleck? The uh, the one where they, they rescue the people in oh, with the the film they're, they're yeah. pretending to be a
0: film crew. Right. Um, Is that a true story. It's based on a true story, and yeah. you know they they came up with uh, some fake sci-fi movie that they were making. And that's how they were able to rescue these, uh, uh, These were they
1: American or were they Canadian? I don't remember. Uh, I think they were Canadian. I saw the trailer during Batman movie. It says a Stanislaw, Stanislaw Lem, which I thought it was, uh, the Russian sci-fi author. It says novel, but it's I could have... Argo. Looked, Argo, the name of the Argo. film. Yeah. I could have sworn Solaris was a short story because I thought i read it. Maybe I just read the uh, excerpt of it when I was reading about the but it says it's a novel. So, I'll
0: oh, take Oh, it, it is six Americans who have found
1: shelter at the home of the Canadian ambassador. Oh, that's where Canada came into play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know Canada was just hosting for that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, when did Ben Affleck become one of the best working directors today? Lately, everything that
1: he's been directing has been really good. I mean, the the thing with Ben Affleck, and I think the thing with um, uh, Matt Damon as well. Is everyone forgets is they, they when they came on came onto the scene, it was because they blew the fucking world away with Goodwill Hunting, which was an awesome movie. Right. And then and then both of them kind of became like uh, star action stars or you know big Hollywood stars. So they started doing a lot of shit.
0: And yeah, I, I think
1: they're just and I think, doing what right. came their way. Yeah, I mean, and when you consider that Ben Affleck got to start doing shit with Kevin, Kevin, uh, uh Smith, Smith, I don't know, Kevin Affleck, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Smith, when he, he's doing like crappy dialogue for, uh, mall rats. I love mall rats. Crappy dialogue. Uh, I mean, it, audio commentary is great because he makes fun of the dialogue. He's forced to speak in the film. that great back and forth to them. <laughs> look, at me, look, at me, look at me trying to fumble these ham-fisted lines out of my mouth. This is horrible. <laughs> but yeah so you know next thing you know they're both doing they're trying they're trying to be stay filmmakers by doing that green light thing which fucking just was a disaster and a half because and you can't to know. get
0: 3 or 4 movies made from that. And how many of them were good? I actually how, I th- I think one of them was good. It was the Alien movie. just cuz it was yeah. it was fun. It was over yeah. the top and fun. It's just That was the one where the hero that was when, uh, like, they were introducing characters, and the hero crashes through the door. It was and alien. Like, it was
1: a horror film. It's feast.
0: It, was a feast? That's, oh, that's right. It was feast. And hero right. uh, crashes through the door. You know, they pause it, give him all the statistics, dies the second later. Like at the they, very beginning of the movie.
1: And they didn't want to make that one.
0: That's it I think the down, only
1: green light one that was good. And that's one they didn't want to make, because when it came down to the screenplays for the people in the Greenlight Project, it came down to that and another one, and they were pushing for the other screenplay, and the the people that are fronting the money said, you know what, let's go with that one, because we'll make more money off that one. They're like, well, you want to sacrifice this for money? Yeah, because that's going to make money. And so that was pretty much the end of Project Greenlight. It all petered out after that, because they realized we're trying to be artists here, and it's a money machine. And the best thing that ever happened to Ben Affleck was Giggly. Because it, it, whatever, no <laughs> one ever saw it. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> they uh, that kicked him out of the limelight. If it supposedly like destroyed his career, you know, by any you know TMZ article you read, and what that did was forced him in the background and got him back to making movies instead of just taking roles for you know where he could walk around with his shirt sleeves off. Matt Damon just lucked out and got some better roles, even though he did some shitty ones too. I mean, he lucked into the uh, the Bourne thing. Born, which, the Bourne series, yeah. And now, he's, and now he's, and he's used that as a spring And like they both did, he used that as a springboard to do films he wanted to. He just had better luck than Ben Affleck did. Yeah. That's my Jersey my Girl opinion.
0: and Gigli really could have fucked Ben Affleck up for the rest of his career.
1: Well, it, it, it fucked him up, but then what he did is he just... It, since he wasn't just an actor, you know, because again, he forgot that he's a filmmaker. That's why, that's, you know, again, that's oh, how he yeah. got into the industry. So as a as an actor, it kind of fucked his career. The only thing that saved him was that he's actually an accomplished filmmaker. Before that, he just had to stop taking shit roles and start doing his own projects. And now, I think he, unlike Kevin Smith, who never evolved as an artist, George Clooney, uh, Ben Affleck got <laughs> over that, changed, you know, it, you know, focused on his craft and came out with some good, serious, adult product. Right. And then still, play, still played Daredevil. Don't get me wrong, but. Well, that was that was in in the middle of the shit, though. Yeah, that was. But and again, you can expect that. But he rose above it. He did what he wanted to do. He's actually doing stuff now, whereas Kevin Smith just has tours and. I keep going back to Kevin Smith. I apologize.
0: It's okay. Kevin Smith has come out and said how good of a director Ben Affleck is, and that must have stung. That must have really stung for him having to come out and admit that. Because I think Cause it, he came out and he goes, "Where the hell did Ben Affleck come from directing?" Being such a great director, you know he would have probably enjoyed watching him fail. And she's like, "Ah, eh, you know, hey, it's a phase."
1: Good <laughs> I I think it's ironic that you had Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in Dogma, and both of them far better screenwriters than him. Right. And here he is forcing them to say his dialogue, and like he's like, it's getting mad at them when they're ad libbing, and like, yeah, we're, we're trying to make it good. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he get mad at them for Living on the set, yeah, they, or they, they say it? They say it in the auto commentary. One of the big things that Kevin Smith is notorious for, which is why the dialogue in the screenplay and his movies is often very forced, is that he's very regimented when it comes to his dialogue. He doesn't like actors changing it. So there's a lot of outtakes of like the one scene where uh, Loki and Death was it, mm-hmm. yeah, but the, when in the bus and they're having the dialogue. They kept, you know, you get two. Actors slash screenwriters in that role, they're they're ad-libbing as they're going. They're like trying new things each take. And he, and they say in the auto commentary, he kept getting pissed at them because he wants them to read the lines he wrote. <laughs> this this was the guy who's like, I'm a great screenwriter, and, and then you have people in or acting that have to, you know, feed out. Watch Dogma. As much as I enjoy Dogma, listen to some of the dialogue.
0: You know, and- you know it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting when he directs his last movie which is supposed to be um,
1: which was supposed to be Red State no no he always said it was going to be a hockey film which no, no, is supposed he, to be um, he sold Red State he said it that, that was going to be his last film that was the big lead into Red State he actually held I a press no
0: I never heard that I always heard that he was, when he was promoting Red State there was there's a hockey was film after- he was going to make called Hit Me and now that's going to be his last one
1: that's I never me.
0: heard Red State was supposed to be the last one
1: I did, and the, that whole thing led up to the, he had a gathering where he was going to auction the film off, the the distribution rights to it, and it was okay. post and that, and that was the big thing, was that it was, this is my last film, I'm going to auction off the distribution rights. Have you seen that yet, by the way? No. I I have. I, I, talk have to about watch, it. I have to watch Clerks 2, then I'll watch that. Oh, God, we're never going to talk about it. <laughs> Gimme time. Give me I need some more time. When was Clark's two made? Two thousand Six? Five. Five? I need a couple more years. Just let me let me get been over seven. this. seven. Two thousand six. It's been six years. Six years? Alright, maybe I'm due. Maybe it's about time I can let the bile settle and watch it. I'll have to I'll have to lead up to it. I'll have to watch like Clarks and then Mall Rats and like a couple others. That I actually still enjoy. You know what? I'll watch Chasing Amy and that'll dull it down a little bit. And that's no good because he's in it and he talks. So it reminds me of what an asshole he is. (laughs) I can't. I'll watch Jersey Girl. I'll feel sorry for him and then I'll watch it. Oh, okay. There you go. Everything's a...
0: You know, Red State has its problems. But overall, you know, not great. Definitely not great at all. But not mm-hmm. it's not the worst thing he's ever done. I will say that. Well, that's Jersey Girl. Well, I'd have to look at his whole repertoire to, be, to just say, okay, that's shit. That's better than this, but that's worse. Ah, take I, 30 I seconds.
1: Think... What the fuck is it? Well, oh, you're right. I haven't seen Cop Out yet, so I don't know if it's his worst. <laughs> I have. <laughs> he didn't. But he didn't write that. He just directed it. Doesn't matter.
0: Still a Kevin Smith movie.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like Quentin. Tar- what's a Quentin Tarantino film if he doesn't write it and direct it? You know, you got to split those hairs. I don't. He's written and directed everything he's done, right? Not everything. Oh. He's he wrote some stuff. You know, like True Romance, he wrote it, but uh, oh, i direct...
0: about stuff that he's directed. He's always written it,
1: Tarantino. Um, I'm not sure about that. I can't say for certain. I think so, but I can't say for certain. Mm-hmm.
0: If you when want Tarantino, to look at know, his name is so unique that all I had to do was type the letter Q, and it's the first
1: thing that comes up on IMDb. It's because Quentin Quisp hasn't really done anything lately. <laughs> Director, he directed two episodes of CSI. Well, there you go. That's interesting. CSI has been around for eighty years? Who hasn't directed an episode of CSI? Probably the two guys who are st- still busy working on LA Law. The West Bank or whatever the fuck. Well, you know, I'm I'm assuming that I, things like where many, he's like a guest director,
0: like in Four Rooms or Sin City, he might not have written those segments.
1: Well, he wrote the one he directed.
0: In Four Rooms, was, he wrote
1: that one? Oh, you, if you watch it, it's his writing, yeah. yeah. Well, no. maybe maybe I,
0: Sin City, he didn't write his, his, what he directed in that. Probably maybe. not. I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't know. He hasn't, you know, you, th- you think that
0: uh, Quentin Tarantino has had this, like, tons of movies, but... No, he hasn't. He's he's done Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Grindhouse, which I count as a movie, because it's an hour and a fucking half. Death it's Proof. a move. No one, no one said it wasn't. Death Proof is an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, Inglorious Bastard, and uh, Django.
1: Oh, uh, not... Oh, now I have to go watching *Glorious Bastards* again. What a fucking perfect movie. Truly. What I a... I know we, t-
0: we talked about it last year, or... No, it was... Uh, we talked about it... When it came out. In,
1: in the 2010 Oscars. We right. Talked about oh, no, it. it was a while, because I saw it, and you hadn't seen it for a while. I had to wait till you for you to watch it. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, it, oh so, so happy I saw that in a theater. Oh, God, what a good I movie. I didn't get to see it in a the theater, but I did get to see the
0: Blu-ray of it, which is as close... As, as you're going to get with the surround sound and all that big screen mm-hmm. uh, you know there are some some films that I really wish I would have been able to see in a theater, and it that's one of them. I wish shit. I could have gone back and,
1: and said just go to the theater and see it dummy holy i mean I, I, I like his other films and they all have flaws to some extent, right. but holy shit that's a perfect movie just the perfect. whole opening the whole opening on the yeah. uh, the
0: farm in France. One of, probably one of the best executed, if not the best executed, openings to a movie anywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Just the build-up alone. I mean, now compare, compare that to Death Proof. For Death Proof, these long, drawn-out dialogue scenes... I, I remember actually going to the bathroom and coming back, which I never do in a movie. I never right. do that. And coming back and, what the fuck? I remember, we, we saw it together. Yeah, I was like, "What? Yeah. Are they still talking?" And it's all right, I get it. You you're your dialogue guy. Move the fuck on. It's like the like the whole movie's fucking dialogue and it's just <laughs> boring. It's like, "Let's get to somebody." And I think he realized that after he did that too. I mean, I know well, he was going for that because it's 70s exploitation. Well, here's the know. difference. Here's the difference. Uh Bastards is the same thing. 70 80% of that film is just dialogue, but and most of it is technically a foreign movie, too. Right. But the, he uses the dialogue and the setting of the dialogue to build such tension that when you walk out of that film, you don't think you saw a dialogue film. You think you saw an action film. Because right. there are so many... Even the scene where the girls having, uh gets invited to the table with Goring and everybody. Oh, right. Right.
0: Well, I mean, when they're interviewing seat, her for her theater.
1: Right. You're on the edge of your fucking seat, and there's nothing going on. They're eating dessert. And it's just right. every every di- and the scene with the Germans in the basement. Everything is like tension leading up to violence. The violence that happens happens in like thirty seconds, but that ten minutes of dialogue beforehand is so much more impacting than the violence itself. And you don't you don't think of that when you walk out of that theater. You're like, that was an awesome film. And then like a week later, it hits you. So, wait a minute, they were just talking most of the time. It doesn't even occur to you because it's that well done. And I'm watching. Know, it's- it's- Get that You're gonna right watch now. it tonight. <laughs> I, I'll be able to two in the morning now. Thanks, bastard. Yeah, uh, it's almost a three-hour movie too. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> oh, you suck. Well, I was gonna watch Bulworth, but now I gotta switch gears. Why Damn it. That's another uh, one of those. Uh, that's another one of those
0: films that didn't win Best Picture that year, but probably should have won. That was the year that Avatar was nominated. Uh, That was the year that. um, Here I got it right here. Avatar was nominated that year. Then you had the curry case, Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon.
1: Um, That was the first ten nomination year. That's wrong. That was the first ten. Yes, I said Avatar was the first ten-year animation uh, because they had they had an excuse. They had to have an excuse to nominate Avatar. The only way they could out-nominate Avatar was to add more slots to the nominations for best picture that's how much uh, I, can't, uh, I, can't even, I can't even finish that sentence here you go that's how The, much Hurt, Lo- the Inter- Hurt Locker won-, won that year
0: that's right it was The Hurt Locker right. and as much as I enjoyed The Hurt Locker
1: not the best movie that year
0: uh, I do uh, think Inglourious Bastards was the best movie that year
1: no, I I would between the two of them, since one is a like a, a an action dark kind of humor uh war film and the other one's like a real war film that actually wasn't like ham fisted and stupid like staving Private Ryan, I'd have to go with the Hurt oh, Locker. Oh,
0: come on. You gotta go every you gotta do that every time. Um War films. I it comes up. I and I it's, don't think it it's, it's for me anyway, I don't think it's uh what film I think is more appropriate best picture. It, it, one has a more realistic tone than the other. I go with what I genuinely enjoyed more, what I felt was directed better, written better, acted better, and I just think *Inglorious Bastards* had the, had everything. It's it's and close. I think
1: that's that's what makes a best picture. Close between the two of them, but but *Hurt Locker* was very masterfully filmed. And written, and it's and it's understatement. And I don't deny in, that it's understatement in in the with the backdrop of the massive like just chaos of the war of the war right. uh, was really masterfully pulled off. It wasn't preach it, it wasn't preachy and it wasn't uh, um, melodramatic and smarmy like uh, other um, war films I couldn't mention. It was just straightforward, realistic. Uh, and but managed to do it without losing the integrity of like uh, an artistic portrayal, and I think that's why it comes out ahead. I mean, again, I love Inglorious Bastards, but between if I if you came up to me and said you're the split decision, I would go Hurt Locker, just for the craft, you know. Uh, I, I I don't. I, I think I don't it's think...
0: I think it's it's more tough for you than me. I think I think I would enjoy watching. I think I would enjoy watching uh, *Inglorious Bastards* a lot more often than I would *The Hurt Locker*.
1: Oh, me too. Me too. And again, you know me—I don't like war films, but I- I'll take—I'll take *The Hurt Locker* over. Uh, I mean, when, when you think about it, uh, *The Saving Private Ryan* is very similar to *Inglorious Bastards* as far as like the the reality and and the melodrama involved. <sighs> hmm. There's a great article that I I glanced at and never finished. Uh, but it's by if i remember correctly it's by william goldman and it's about how how shitty the script was for uh, him being you know the screenwriter or one of the, one of the leading screenwriters and it was about how bad the the screenplay was for saving private ryan i got to dig that up dig it up cuz i'd love to read it it's probably bitter probably didn't get paid or something I'm fine. No, dude, he's very. I, I. If you've ever read any of his books about screenwriting, he trashes his own movies that were b- bad. It's like, oh, that was a horrible screenplay. What was I thinking? He's very. I mean, he's one of the few filmmakers slash screenwriters I've ever read a, uh books from, who just really comes off as straight. You know, not no ego or anything involved. Just simply, this is it. Very straightforward. You, you like burn it, some you know? bridges pretty easily by doing that, though but he does it respectfully too i'm saying it's a nice cross like he mentions uh he did oh i forget which movie it was uh it it was one of four film he's worked on thousands of screenplays and like he talks about how how he'll never write a historical piece about someone who's living again because in order to save time for the screenplay they combine two scene two two events historically okay and then. The person that's like the general that was involved in it came to him later and told him, "You know what? Because of your film, now everyone thinks like I'm the. It was my fault that this happened, when it wasn't the case." He was like, was like, was like was, "I'm sorry. I, you know, we were just making a screenplay." So at, at that point, he's like, "I'll never write a historical movie again for someone who's living."
0: Wow. Too feels too guilty. Yeah. So,
1: all right. Um, I'll I'll find that for you though. Yeah, please. So, are are, are we done? I think so. I mean, we started on politics, ended on um, on Nazis. So we're good for the Republican uh, National Convention. We should go right oh, in. Oh, cool. That's right. I compared them to Nazis. Ha ha. <laughs> Nazis. I, I, and I don't mean it. I just did it to piss somebody off. So there. <laughs> you know, and they keep calling Obama a Nazi, so why should I like hold back on that? Are they really? Oh, well, you know, the, the places I'm going, they call them all sorts of things. I bet
0: they do. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this shortened but enlightened episode of Movie Sucktastic, episode 84. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes. Please download us there. Please review us there. You can go to our website and download any of our podcasts for free right from the site. You can listen to it right from the site. Please leave us email at themovieguys at leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470 908-514-4470 That's about it. Do a search for movie fantastic in your favorite, you know, browser. We come right up. Anything?
1: I love you all.
0: You love <laughs> All right everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.